So some good news on the Public Service Alliance of Canada strike action that had been underway for 13 days in our country, in large part, it's over. Not completely, but in large part. There was 155,000 workers off the job. Um, 120,000 of them have been told to get back on the job as of today, um, with PSAC saying that they have reached a deal with the Treasury Board for um, 120,000 of the 155,000, as I say, there's still 35,000 that are out on strike, and those are Canada Revenue Agency workers, okay? So uh, that's the only bargaining unit that remains in job action at this point, 120,000 supposed to return to work uh, for their next scheduled shift. They were originally asking for 13.5% over the course of three years. That was the union demand. Um, details of this agreement include a 12.6% wage increase. And from what I understand, that's over four years, okay? Uh, along with a, lo- a one-time lump sum payment and some specific language about remote work. Not sure exactly what the specific language is, um, but that could be interesting. Now, so this is the deal that we're looking at. Uh, Canada Revenue Agency says they want something very, very similar. Um, so we'll, I would assume that the same sort of offer would be made to them. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, we want to end that one right away because today's tax deadline day, right? So uh, you don't want that one to drag on much longer. So what is what do we make of this deal? Because 12.6% over four years, so you're over 3% a year. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, uh, I know a lot of you were really concerned about what kind of settlement would be offered to the striking workers? Would it be too much? And uh, is this too much? We're going to chat now with Armin Yelnazian, who is a freelance contributing columnist for the Star's business section and an Atkinson fellow on the future of workers. Armin, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time once again. Thanks, Shay. It's terrific to be with you. So this deal, uh, 12.6% over four years, which is not 13.5% over three years, obviously, but I think a lot of people will think it's it's pretty rich. Do you think the union demands were out of line, and how, how do you feel about the settlement? I think the settlement is terrific because it was a sign of both parties moving together to get closer to a deal that worked. And the deal that you're mentioning, 12.6 over 4, includes that lump sum payment of $2,500 this year uh, to make people whole, close to whole. You know who they're actually covering inflation for are the lowest paid workers, the people making between forty and $50,000. People might not realize that these bargaining unit members are not the fat cats in the office towers. They don't make six figures. Mm-hmm. The majority of workers make less than $65,000, which is the full-time um, average pay for from employment income. So these are very much like your typical starting starting employees. They're, they're doing jobs that tend to be lower paid. Paid. And in fact, that's the reason why CRA is still on strike. Um, Canada Revenue Agency workers that are on strike are call center workers. And they have been asking, on top of inflation uh, protection, they have been asking to be paid the same as call center workers in other federal departments and in the private sector. So the demand is a double whammy of protect me from inflation plus give me the same pay I would make doing this job in other parts of the government. That's called equal pay for work of equal value. And, of course, it looks too rich to the outside observer. 
observer, but I would ask the question, when is a good time to ask for fairness? Um, and when you take a look at it, and I think, you know, a lot of people are, oh, 12.6%, but you got to take a look at the rate of inflation, too. This is what the union was saying the whole time, right? What we're talking, the demand they made, 13.5%, that's just slightly off what the rate of inflation was over the course of those three years. Yeah, it was slightly lower than what yeah. the Bank of Canada has said. What we had um, over, over those three years, like they've been without an agreement since 2021, so they have had zero pay increases in this period of 40-year highs of inflation. Um, and uh, the amount they were asking for was literally to cover the amount of inflation. They were not asking for a pay rise. They were being asked not to be penalized. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people will say, well, we're not getting more. But the fact is, these people are sprinkled throughout the, you know, they're federal workers and the federal employer is the largest employer in the country. People say that's the problem. But, like, it's a big country. There are people everywhere. And the people that are everywhere that work for the federal government, these employees often are like the economic anchor in smaller towns. You know, so their purchasing power being eroded to higher housing costs because of interest rate hikes because of the Bank of Canada or because of higher food costs or because of higher gas prices. These things mean there's less for them to spend in their own communities. So this is the, like both sides of the table absolutely understood this. And really, the workers that have been made whole are the ones making between twenty and $25,000. Uh, sorry, 20 and $25 uh, an, hour. an hour. Uh, roughly between forty and fifty thousand a year, these people have been made whole by this deal. And you know, the the whole thing about you know is four years a kind of saw off. Well, don't forget they've been without a collective agreement since twenty twenty one. So this is also an attempt to slow down the the uh, repetition of the drama because we're right. bargaining again in a few months. Well, this is the thing. And how much of a factor, not only with this union, but we know there's a bunch of different collective bargaining agreements that are up that have to be renegotiated. So, I mean, this one was, does it set sort of the, the high water mark, the low? I mean, how, where, where does this fit into those negotiations? You know, I cannot tell you. They are super important because yeah. of the size of the employer and the size of the workforce that came to a deal. But where, where it's super important is the fact that they listened to one another. And other collective agreements that are coming online, you may get employers that just are going, la, 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 I can't hear you, or a union that does the same thing. So really what this showed us is there could be movement. In 13 days, we could move from a very far impasse to actually a movement. You also mentioned that there's this deal on remote work. My understanding, and I haven't seen the okay. deal, obviously, my understanding is that the remote work stuff is a piece of the puzzle they put aside to say, we need to talk about this even more. Then, okay. And we're not going to hold up the settlement because less than half of these bargaining unit members can work from home. Yeah. Most of them have to go someplace to work. So uh, they, they basically said, and here's, like, again, collective bargaining is fantastic because it lets you talk to one another about what is possible. And to the extent that you're not a jerk, you're going to be able to listen to what the other side is saying and come up with something that works for both sides. And that's why collective bargaining is so much more important than you going to your boss on your own and saying, I can't make the bills work. And the boss says, well, if you don't like it, go find another job. Or the boss says, here, let me make you whole, but doesn't say the same thing to the next person next to you. Collective bargaining lets you put your, you know, it's the Pat Benatar thing. Put, you know, give me your best shot right. and let's see if we can make a deal. So essentially what this remote work thing met, means, because this is really the, uh, the brand new thing in collective agreement. Uh, most Canadian workers cannot work from home. It's something like 25% right, of the yeah. workforce. It was 
40% in the middle of the pandemic, but a whole bunch of people weren't working at all. So it's now around 25%. It really doesn't affect most people. But how you negotiate, are you more productive? Are you less productive? Do I have the right to tell you what to do? Do you have the right to tell me what you need? Like that, Those talks are going to go on for a while. And we are in brand new territory on what collective bargaining now includes, which is time because if you don't have to commute time is money baby oh sure you it is less money on gas less money on uh, parking you name it so you've got kids I, absolutely. It's a big, I mean, if you want to take a look at it, we've, we've had some studies over the past week or whatever. I mean, it, depending on who, you, what think tank you listen to, some say it could be 6000 a year U.S., others say it could be 1800 a month, depending on your, your specific circumstances. So it can be a big chunk of change. I, I'm almost out of time, but I wanted to touch on something that you had in your column that appeared in the Star this weekend that I thought was really interesting. You make a case for negotiating, rather than a percentage increase like we see here, a dollar amount increase. Explain the thinking there because it's pretty interesting yeah okay well that's exactly why it's 12.6 percent because the the percentage increase for everybody is 11 and a half percent over three years but then there's this lump sum payment two thousand five hundred dollars two thousand five hundred dollars for somebody making fifty thousand dollars is a five percent increase right there lump sum yep. in your hand yep. but if you're making a hundred thousand you know, two and a half percent. So the person making less money gets more money. It's kind of like a reverse tax. Um, sorry, a reverse flat tax. Instead of taking more from people with less income, it gives more to people with less income, which means that you can catch up to inflation. That is precisely what has happened to this group of workers. You have made whole the poorest paid workers in the bargaining unit. In my book, that is the way to deal with inflation. Armin, thank you so much for being here. Unfortunately, I'm out of time.